When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Hour 2 of the show for a Monday evening. Dave Campbell in for Reed Wilkins tonight and all week. Oilers are on the bye week. That means Reed Wilkins is on the bye week too. So there you go. Uh, the Oilers do not play until... The 29th of this month, they play the Calgary Flames. 6 o'clock is the face-off show, an extended edition. 8 o'clock is the drop of the puck at Rogers Place, Oilers Flames. There might be a little animosity in that game. I don't know. Of course, we know what we're talking about. Pretty quiet night tonight uh, and today in the National Hockey League. Only two games. It's Martin Luther King Day in the United States. Usually a big slew of games and lots of afternoon games, but because of the bye week, uh, most of the Pacific Division is off and another division. I think it might be the uh, the Metro Division that's off. But uh, earlier today, Colorado, a 6-3 win over the Detroit Red Wings. Nathan McKinnon hits the 30-goal mark for the fourth straight year. Florida and Minnesota, they're tied at one. Um, that's uh, early in the second period. Minnesota tonight really is the only team that could impact the Western Conference playoff race. And not necessarily in a, in, a, in a you know a big or in a major way they have 50 points so they win tonight they would be at 52 the cut line set at 57 so they still have a lot of work to do uh, but the Jets for example I mean they're kind of moving up the charts a little bit too they're uh, just outside the playoff cut line uh, three points back they play twice uh, before the all-star break uh, commences on Thursday so that's a story there the Edmonton Oil Kings they play twice this week they play on uh, Wednesday against the uh, Swift Current Broncos and they also play on Friday against the PA Raiders. They lost 2-1 in overtime to the Raiders on Friday and then uh, came back uh, with a 4-2 win over the Medicine Hat Tigers on Sunday. Well, uh, football season is, uh, I would say it's a ways away right now. The first preseason game will be May the 24th on the Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium. No, it won't. It'll be in Winnipeg. Playing in Winnipeg again for preseason. That's original. CFL? That's original. <laughs> anyway, we got two members of the Eskimos just to talk some football and just talk about whatever we want to talk about. We we welcome Ryan King, long snapper of the Edmonton Eskimos. Hey, Ryan. Thanks for having me on, Dave. <laughs> nice to see you. You're so quiet first, right first now. First one of the offseason. Yeah. You it's seem still, nervous or something. It's still the offseason. It's still the offseason. Yeah, we still got time. Lots of offseason. Yeah, we're here, left. though. We're back. 2020. There you go. David Beard, offensive lineman, your starting center <laughs> on your Edmonton Eskimos. Thanks for coming in, buddy. Uh, thanks for having me, Dave. Uh, we survived last week, the uh, the Arctic chill. Mm. Yeah, it was a little warm-up, wasn't it? Yeah, it wasn't that bad here, actually. <laughs> I think, like, we were, we were oh, I was coming off a little bit of frostbite, but it was, uh, we were, what, 20 degrees warmer in our minus 40 spelled so uh-huh. do, do that math and figure it out yeah. it was uh it was pretty cold yeah uh, up north but we, we we made it you know we're, we're we were two good good troopers up there and we represented so we're yeah. uh we're back yeah we'll talk about that in a moment you you had a you had a great time up there the Inuvik sunrise festival 200 kilometers north of the arctic circle these are gold 
My good. How cold did it get? Like, what was the uh, what was the coldest temperature? We had minus forty eight without the wind chill. But without the wind chill. Yeah. Wow. Um, we had minus fifty two with the wind chill at one point here. So yeah. not that bad. Yeah. Yeah. I can see why you felt it was balmy. Yeah, yeah. We uh, <laughs> relied on firelight to uh, stay illuminated and uh, keep some warmth. So, yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. We'll talk about that a little bit more. Um, let's talk about the news of the last month here. Uh, mm-hmm. We met Scott Milanovic last week. When I say we, the media, mm-hmm. um, when that news came out, uh, I don't know if you want to do the where were you and 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 what did you think kind of moment, but maybe that's where we'll go. Is What'd you think, Ryan? Yeah, it was one of those moments, right? Like, I know you, you, we all hear the the inside of of the who, who's up for the runnings of it, and you know what a hire by by Brock Sunderland and the Eskimos, and and uh, you know I, I was pumped to hear that. I've heard nothing but great things about him. All the players that I know have played with him have have nothing but you know huge leadership, you know um, feedback, and and he runs a real good team, and, and and people enjoy playing football for him, and and that's important for the locker room. So I think from that perspective, I was definitely excited, and then. You know, it's Scott Milanovic. You know, like that—that's that, a big-time name. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so so I, I was happy to hear that, and I think all our fans will be in our team and our organization. He put a good coaching staff together, and you know, that's just football, right? Like I said, we're back at it again for the 2020 6:30 Ched. Hey, we're still alive, chat, and, and <laughs> we got a new coaching staff, and we're right back at it again. So it's going to raise that awareness of uh, of a new season coming soon and everyone's excited and i know the players are excited everyone i've talked to on the team is uh is pumped up to get in a training camp which is usually odd to hear right? yeah yes yeah i you know it's it's amazing we're four months away from from camp opening and and this fan base and you guys are so giddy to get going again you know and uh, this like you say scott milanovich came out of left field you know, there was a lot of names bandied about. We don't need to mention them here. And then all of a sudden, Scott Milanovic. It's like, what? What the heck happened? David, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, if I'm being honest, I wasn't necessarily keeping tabs on his uh, his career or anything. But as I came to talk to a bunch of the guys and hear about his uh, his resume and how uh, how awesome of a job he's done in the, in the East Coast and then down south as well, uh, it was a real treat to hear that and then being able to fortunate enough to be able to meet him already and uh connected shortly with him and um standout guy um really looking forward to uh, uh building that relationship and um he like like ryan was mentioning he's put on a great coaching staff too um great guys that we had last year nothing against them but this is a good great staff too and we're looking forward to uh, uh doing some damage this year it's gonna be awesome when you talk to Scott, I don't know. Have you had a chance to talk to Scott yet, Ryan? I, I honestly, I, I haven't even. Okay. I just got back into town as well, and uh, but I'm, I'm looking forward to, to to going to see him this week for sure. So, what jumped out at you when you talked to Scott? I don't know how long you talked to him for, but was there something that right away that just grabbed you about him? Um, just calm and cool. Uh, he was uh, just friendly right off the get go. So it was uh, it was uh, just quick meeting. I would say hello just in passing in the locker room, and um, yeah, just like. Uh, cool calm guy he's pretty fired up about the season as we as are we and uh yeah he's he's just chomping at the bit ready to go and we're we're gonna follow his lead that way for sure you know it's cool too that he came back to the cfl because <laughs> his his resume was and his uh his clout or his his reputation was growing in the nfl that this could be an offensive coordinator one day this could maybe be a head coach one day the fact that he wanted to come back has to say something. And the fact that he wanted to come here as well, that he was sold with the organizational, I guess, vision, that's got to be awesome for you guys. There's no question. I think, like, historically, there's not often that 
you know, there's a vacant head coaching position for the Edmonton Eskimos, right? Yeah. Um, so, I think when when something like this come comes open and it's 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 you're going to get people that are to that level interested. And he's been in the CFL. He's been in the East. He's done very successful things out there. And uh, I think it's just cool that he he's going to come to the West Coast now because the West Coast is different football, and everyone knows that, and he knows that, and he played against the West. And uh, he's done great things down in the NFL. And, and you know, that, that, that's what surprised me the most when I, and I was excited about because, uh, you know, you, you look at his resume and a lot of coaches leave the CFL to sell their career. And that's exactly what he did and has right. been successful. So, you know, there wasn't a, a, a foreseeable future of him just coming back to the CFL. But I mean, he made it in the NFL. Yeah. So it, it's really cool and respectable. Um, and honorable to see that you know he is he does want to come back to the CFL and he does want to be the head coach of the Edmonton Eskimos and you know that goes to show for the organization as well too. I know your starting quarterback's thrilled. I, I talked to him the day that Milanis was, was was signed and I could not I could not contain the excitement of one Trevor Harris. He was absolutely <laughs> ecstatic about this. And that's got to add a layer of excitement too. Oh yeah, that's I mean Trevor was the first guy that I talked to about uh, Coach Milanovic and he. Uh, yeah, he made it very clear that he had a great relationship with uh, Coach and that he'd, he'd um, had nothing but good things to say about him. He was, um, yeah, his words were just very, very excited and uh, um, optimistic in terms of what uh, what kind of culture he'll bring and create with the team as well. So, Ryan King, David Beard of the Edmonton Eskimos joining us here on 630 Chet Inside Sports. Dave Campbell in for Reed Wilkins tonight. What was that period of time like when... Jason Moss was let go. You don't know who your coach is going to be until the moment where Scott Milanovic is named the head coach. That time period, how unsettling, how difficult is it? How do you handle it? Um, I I think it's almost a... Players go into hibernation mode as soon as the Grey Cup's done, season's home, Christmas, holidays. You're with your family. You haven't seen them forever. You haven't seen your brothers, your sisters, your, you know, nieces, nephews. Um, I know a lot of players shut off, and I know that's what a lot of, you know, at least that's what I do. Uh, I enjoy being back with the family, the people, you know, that you want to be around and that support you directly. And um, that's what the coaches do as well, too, regardless if they're on roster or not. They're back home with their families, and the business of the game takes care of itself. And I had multiple talks with Coach Moss during the process, and none of that was even brought up. It's just right. relationship conversations that you'll still have for the, forever, right? So it's it's part of the game. It's part of the business. You you know, look how fast transaction uh, he's now the OC of Saskatchewan. Like, you know, that's just that, that's the game. So yeah. the more veteran you are of off-seasons and understanding of this, you really, truly set back. You enjoy, you know, the time with your family and you know all this stuff is going work to work out quick as it always does and, and it did again and, you know, it just adds to the excitement of right now when you're starting to turn in, turn it on and get back into the gym and get running and stuff again. Then you, you know, this is when you like to hear the news. So yeah. it's perfect timing again. It, you, you know, both of you talked about when we were just setting all this up here for this hour, you know, David, you talked about how things, well, both of you talked about about things really start to change. It, it feels different at this time of year. Why is that? Yeah, I mean, it's just a, it's a kind of a reset button, so to speak. So it, like Ryan was talking about, you kind of you shut off over the holidays and um, you kind of take your time to take your take a breath of fresh air so to speak during the season you know what it's like it's you're busy you're uh going week to week game to game uh just trying to get your job done and keep all your ducks in a row and kind of 
you're holding your breath during the season and then life kind of catches up to you at the end of the season and all of a sudden you got a bunch of things that you've kind of been putting off and trying to yeah man manage just outside of football and then so you kind of you kind of return to life take a breath and then now it's kind of back into that yeah. refocused mode and so it's yeah it's it's a special time of year in terms of you get a maybe renewed vision for uh the upcoming season so yeah and we look at the calendar and it's january 20th three weeks tomorrow it's the opening day of free agency there you go and i'm talking to two members of the eskimos ryan king has a contract david beard you are a pending free agent it's... uh so you're set i don't need to talk to you about anything right now about this question ryan but for you david how do you handle that um you're you're a free agent here yeah and yeah. you're a pretty good you're a pretty good football player you're the starting center of a pretty good offensive line Oh, I well, appreciate that. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's just kind of part of the part of the name of the game. Like, um, like Ryan was alluding to, the the more off seasons you have under the belt, under your belt, it's it uh, becomes a little bit more normative, and um, you get a feel for how things operate. And uh, being in close connection with my agent, it's it's easy. Just kind of stay um, on pace with what what's kind of going on, and just be patient and let the chips fall where they may and yeah hope you have your hopes and <laughs> dreams and just let them let them fly that's it yeah and we're 10 days to the end of the month that's probably when when we talk about the end of the month that's when historically things start to really get busy due. yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no matter about anything else man that's rent due at the end of the month right yeah, you know? yeah, that's true, yeah man. exactly <laughs> don't stop man yeah. nice not to have a cba to necessarily worry about this yeah, off season fair enough yeah no it's good well it's coming up Right, it was a quick, quick CBA, so we're yep. going to be rolling right back into that this time next year. So, yeah, yeah. is that is that tough? Just, uh, I mean, th- a there's a reason why it was a short-term deal, a three-year deal, right? Because it's kind of a, if I could use an NHL term, was this kind of a bridge deal to a better CBA <laughs> for sure? And I think there are a lot of things that we we accomplish a lot during that. It's just you run out of time, and that's all part of the tactics of negotiating, and and you have to, you know, you have to roll with that. that that's what it is, you know. So eventually, you run out of time. And a lot of times, you know, we, we had the strike vote ready. We, we were a lot, we were the farthest forward than we've ever been. So yep. we stood strong and, and we got uh, the deal we wanted. And like you said, it's, it's a bridge deal. We're moving into the the next part of the, the deal and it'll get done probably more efficiently than last time. So we got through the hard stuff and now it should be more clear cut from here. Well, that's good news because I think the last two have been a little too suspense filled <laughs> probably for you guys more than anything so but it's uh the the process of having league and player on the same wavelength uh that's it's a process as well yeah it's getting better and that that's the thing that you take I take out of this is the Randy Ambrosi and his team over there they've done a a much better job of communicating and trying to build just those relationships that have never been there historically between the two and a union and a league and there's natural conflictions that happen anyway so it's nice that they're they're able to go through that and there's lots of committees put together in groups that are already working together on the upcoming cba so when it when it starts it's not just a throw your paper at it and throw it it's we've already seen it we know what we're trying to get accomplished from both sides and and like i said it should We'll see. <laughs> it should be should be better this next Okay, time. that's good. That's good to hear. Ryan King, long snapper of the Edmonton Eskimos. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Along with offensive lineman David Beard of your Edmonton Eskimos in studio with us at 720. Campbell and for Wilkins back with more uh, good chat here in a moment on Inside Sports. Dave Campbell and for Reed Wilkins in studio tonight. Ryan King, long snapper of your Edmonton Eskimos, along with uh, offensive lineman David Beard of your Edmonton Eskimos. Uh, Ryan King, also the host of King's Court from last season. How'd you enjoy that? It was fun. I enjoyed it. You know, more different different perspective now, being on the the other end of the mic. Uh, (laughs) More more respect in the amount of work you guys got to put into it, you know? Not just... Yeah, we just Seems don't like throw this microphone it. on Seems and say, like, yeah, but it, you know, I don't, you don't know that. <laughs> uh, so I had to do lots of behind the scenes work, but it, but it was fun and it was uh, something I'm glad I did. And um, I definitely know I enjoyed uh, building a nice little viewership. I had people from around the city. I'd be getting more love from that than anything else. So it's good. You're not talking about me in football because it means I'm not screwing up <laughs> and I'm getting some Kings court love. So it was right, good. There you go. Fun. David, were you a guest on the Kings Court? I was, yeah, you early were. on. How do you do? Fun. How do you do? I don't know. How would you give, oh, how would give, him, a give oh, him a yeah. rating? Give him a rating. We're going to give you a solid 8.75 Ooh, nice. out of 10. It's pretty good. It's pretty yeah, good. I know. I had the chance, uh, Morley and I had a chance in Montreal before the uh, the East semifinal to be on Kings last. Court. Yeah. Oh. And my goodness, I, I saw the amount of editing this man did on the fly. He had all these big pages of notes, which... You know, kind of put me to shame because I'm like I don't even have that much notes. I have I have like one page here, but yours, yours was like, I have gaps on my page. I can see white and the green lines here, and you couldn't see nothing but your scribble. And you're going, no, we're going to talk about that. And here he is scratching things off and then he adding things. I'm like, yeah, you know, I get, I get you two come on, I, but then I have the Dave Campbell and Morley Scott coming on my radio show. Yeah, I had to be prepared. You know, and so I came, I came hot, right? And, then, you know, we had some controversial questions we wanted to clear up between uh, the media and myself, and I think we did that. So uh, we were uh, we, we had a good interview, I thought, Dave. I have uh, a we tad, com- a bit of a complaint, though, from Morley, uh, or towards Morley, is he edited a lot of me out of that conversation. Uh, probably. Yeah, well. He's pretty good at editing, I'll tell you that. Shout out to Morley Scott and his editing skills. <laughs> I sent him a lot of, yeah. Well, send, job, him, send him a coffee or send him donuts like you did uh, for us tonight here oh, yeah. on the fine sh- program here. That was David Beard. <laughs> David Beard, Ryan King of your Edmonton Eskimos joining us in studio tonight on 630 Chet Inside Sports. When we come back, we're going to talk about the uh, trip up north for the Inuvik Sunrise Festival. 200 kilometers north of the Arctic Circle. And we'll talk a little bit of the NFL playoffs, which, Wow. Wow, KC. Wow, Green Bay. Are you really this bad? <laughs> no. What the heck happened here? Yes, we have a KC San Fran Super Bowl in a couple of weeks. Back in a moment.
this uh, much more comfortable Monday evening. The cold snap is over, thank goodness. A lot more comfortable out there. Don't need to pu- uh, plug in your car anymore, so uh, that's that's good news. Uh, quiet night in the NHL tonight because it is uh, the bye week for a number of teams, including the Oilers. Minnesota and Florida are tied at two late in the second, earlier this afternoon because it's Martin Luther King Day down in the United States. Uh, Colorado with a 6-3 win over the Detroit Red Wings. The Raptors, they win their fourth straight, 122-117 over the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, bring in the Bakersfield Condors here for a second, the uh, top farm club of the Oilers. Uh, it is a 3 uh, nothing final for the Ontario Reign over Bakersfield. Uh, Matt Benning beginning his conditioning assignment with uh, Bakersfield uh, tonight as uh, he's working his way back from a concussion. He's had two concussions this year. It's been a tough year for Matt Benning, but he's working his way back and hopefully will be in the lineup soon as we're joined uh, in studio and uh, having a very good time with Ryan King and David Beard of the Edmonton Eskimos. Uh, So you got a chance to go up north. uh, How long ago was that? That was just around the turn of the new year, right? So Yeah, we were there uh, January 3rd to 6th. So we made a quick visit, and uh, a quick visit sure seemed like a long visit when you get to see so many cool things and yeah. talk to some amazing people and holy smokes it's amazing you were there for the Inuvik sunrise festival 200 kilometers north of the arctic circle and in what pretty much complete darkness the whole time or pretty close to it yeah it was wild it was it's 24-hour darkness and it, you can you, i looked it up obviously before you go and we we don't we don't get that fully here at Edmonton. We, it's pretty dark here, but yeah, that's another level um you know new, noon it's 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 dark and uh we felt the effects of it even, and we were there for what, four four days. And so, so you know, props to everyone that lives down there. That's a, the full 30 days of, of pure darkness. Um, and they have this sunrise festival, and it's basically to, you know, honor and um, welcome the, 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 the rise of the sun. So, mm-hmm. so they have all these events, all these, uh, you know, spiritual, cultural uh, dances and songs and, and, and events for the whole community to come together and celebrate that they made it through the 30 days of darkness. So it was really cool to see the celebration of that and yeah. um, to be a part of all of the events was was an unbelievable experience from a Canadian kids Canadian culture you know this is a social studies 101 of you know the north uh to be able to go right into the community be welcome the first time we went there we we did the school visits we did the school talks we met the community we engaged in the community talked to everyone and and went up to Tuck 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 did the same thing up there did such a kind of a good job and we were received so well by all the kids and meeting everyone that they they invited us back to this festival so it was a cool different pace the first one we were very busy and this one we got to enjoy the north and it was yeah. an unbelievable experience and uh, I'm, I'm so happy that i went up there and got to do everything we did and, and me and david didn't turn anything down you know we were up early staying up late getting getting as much as we could in and uh it was uh it was a very cool experience and david you have a unique perspective because you have family that that live up north right yeah or that used to or still do yeah yeah actually my my folks live up north still they're in hay river which is much further south now that's considered the south (laughs) Nuvik. but yeah my my folks have kind of lived all over the place um up in a place called uluhakto uh which is I don't know exactly how far, much further north in the Nuvik, but quite a ways. And um, they've lived in Toledo and McPherson, so Fort McPherson, just down the road from Nuvik. And 
Now my sister and brother-in-law are living in a place called Delaney, which is also down the road from Inuvik. So I say road a little loosely. It's a ice road. It's muskeg that's frozen. But uh, <laughs> down yeah. the river. <laughs> yeah. So down the river, pretty much. But uh, yeah, I got some. I got some family up there, and uh, they love it just as much as as we've been able to enjoy it this past. Uh, Two trips for Ryan, one for me. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's a pretty cool place. We could have left David there. He he would have been yes, like, actually. Like we talked about it even. I'll find my own way home. Thanks. Yeah, this is yeah. his world. He's a hunter. He's all about that. So I knew when we went up on the first trip, we went up with Godfrey Anyeka and culture shock for him being up there. You know, he was asking how cold it was before we left, and I was like, oh man, we're you're in trouble, buddy. You have no idea, Godfrey. Do you know where the Arctic Circle is? You know, at the top of the globe. Okay, so here's the globe yeah so so we were good me, me and david got lots done we were out there moving around and operating and uh you know you get coffee and you leave the tent like you think you would and uh you take a sip of it and the coffee freezes on the way down into the car co- it's unbelievable wow, levels yeah. of cold uh my toque froze on my head just from the air evaporating out it doesn't even get out of my toque it freezes into the toque my toque just came off my head as a toque <laughs> like it was it's just you panic it's panic mode it's it's truly like a safety well, issue. Yeah. My you know. toque has turned into a helmet. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, and, and yeah, so there were lots of times of concern, of coldness that uh, me and David had to go through. Signing autographs, you know, it was, wasn't just hands out in the cold for 40 minutes. Yeah, no, there's none of that. Yeah, forget that. Your hands are out of your mitts for 40 minutes? Like, boy, you must have had some interesting signatures. Oh, man. We, uh, <laughs> the ink's <laughs> freezing. Like, it, it was oh, yeah. different a level slick. of problems up there. Like, you, you know, yeah, it was it was wild. It was such a cool, yeah. cool experience. Dude. And in a good way, too. Like, oh, yeah. it, was, and, it was freezing cold, but, like, I don't know. Kids I'll are see, loving it. Myself. There's a lot of joy in that. That was sweet. Uh, immersing yourself in that community. Um and, and we know that the Eskimos have done a very good job over the last few years of connecting themselves to, uh, to the communities uh, up north. And it's intentional. It's to gather more information. I'm referencing the name, which comes up uh, every year, a uh, few times a year. Will the name change? Will it not change? But you've immersed yourself in that community. You have a lot of roots there, David. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll start with you, Ryan. What kind of feedback do you get from the community as far as you know, just the the team in general. Um, maybe not just the name, but the name is obviously involved in it. But but how are you received? Do you think? Well, from the first trip, the second trip, even more, we, we were received with you know arms wide open. It, it was unbelievable to see how much we were received in the community, how much the community came together to show us and help us experience their culture. They're so proud of their of their land and their homes and and their 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 beautiful. Um, you know, gear they wear, everything from uh, the stuff they're making in their schools and the kids, and uh, inviting you to all their homes and 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 you know trying to feed and uh, try all their cultural food and, and we had muktuk and all this stuff and so it was cool to see how excited they were for us to come there because mm-hmm. it was we didn't know what we were per se going into at the time and and they had it all you know as you would and as and any of us would welcome another community as well so it was cool to see that connection still there and um to get in there it, it was we had tons of conversations about our name of course and that that was our first initiative to go down there and instead of you know engaging online and and you know discussion wise we want to go put feet on the ground and and create these relationships and actually see right. what kind of you know effects we actually have and the feedback i i, I never had one 
uh, negative conversation in both trips fully in regards to our name and, and if anything more educational about how that language has changed over time as other words do as well too but the the meaning of the word at the time doesn't and you know and and, and they they were re- reassuring me of that mm-hmm. that they they ne- did not look at it like that i learned which i never learned before you know we're the most northern team in the cfl so so a lot of them and way more than i expected mm-hmm. knew that and we're and we're so happy to have us up here and i thought it was so cool you know you throw a football in a community out there and it changed that kid's life. Like, you know, the same footballs, like we brought mini footballs down again. Thank God it was the other color of footballs because every kid brought the same football back. <laughs> you know, we gave 300 footballs out, yeah. right? So you just show like, you know, the, the effects that you can have in a community like that on the ground has much more impact uh, than, you know, debating this online per right. se. So, it, it, you know, for us, I know as an organization, I am proud to be a part of this engagement to go down there and to do actual research instead of what, you know, some say, go see what kind of difference you can make and what is their issues. Their issues are basic human needs, education, transportation. You know, that's what's brought up in discussion. Mm -hmm. You know, how how do we get a sports camp up here? How do we train coaches? We don't even have a sports field. How do we fund it? Like, that's what they engage with down there. It's stuff that we have so simply that they don't and, and so the name is 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 off the shelf even they, that yeah. they're, they're proud of us you know and yeah. the relationships we've made and and i know all the kids you know well that'll be a trip that will change many kids for a long time and i know yeah. our team is going to go back there again and continue this and send send sports equipment and send you know stuff up there so that's the difference that we want to make as an organization and it's not to you know debate about what our name is said in now's days versus then and and vice versa actually connecting with the community instead of Mm -hmm. saying on it's easy to say oh yeah we understand how you feel Mm -hmm. well to actually get in there and david you have a lot of experience obviously with this but to be right physically there Mm-hmm. connecting with someone totally um and like ryan says the name kind of just evaporates yeah and like to just piggyback on what ryan was saying like we ryan did a great job of explaining it but like we we weren't even necessarily going up there just to like debate with people per se even like we were we were sure. literally there to go listen and like hear what they have to say and like we were just trying to be um ambassadors of the club knowing that there was uh there was a um intangible connection that we had with northern community just based on like we talked about our location and obviously with the name and we we were we were happy to just be ears all ears and go up there and uh make connections build relationships uh put a smile on our face and just like enjoy and appreciate and consume the experience as a whole and yeah it was it was very very positive and like Ryan said, I, I didn't hear any, not a single negative remark. Um, and that's by no means is that commenting on um, uh, any particular person or subgroup or anything like that. It's just that was that was our our personal experience. Was that that was the kind of feedback we got? It was just positive, 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 and we were we were happy to happy to meet people and hear what they had to say. That's really cool. Let's uh, end on a little football here, NFL style. So we have a Kansas City Chiefs, San Francisco 49ers Super Bowl. Are we surprised? Are we uh, looking forward to this matchup? I'm surprised with Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry and the Tennessee Titans, man. I'm still not off that yet. You know, how that they knocked off 
the Ravens and New England Patriots. Oh, you know? tell me about it, my past. So oh. after that whole oh. magic show is gone, um, I'm not surprised <laughs> at all. No, you know, and what what kind of it makes for a good Super Bowl. It makes for boring divisional games. You know, beat yeah. downs. You want to see close games, but that's just going to make for a high high scoring, explosive Super Bowl. Is Patrick Mahomes the best off-script quarterback right now that we have seen in I don't know how long? That must be tough for an offensive lineman if you have a quarterback that... Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Magical. Magical. (laughs) Yeah, well, a guy like Mahomes, I mean, uh, Dave, I'm not going to try and pretend like I'm an expert, but he's a a pretty... uh, Pretty good football player. Yeah. No, I'll just put it really simply like that. He's pretty good football. He's got a little bit of everybody. Yeah. Like if he's got a run, he can kind of Lamar Jackson. If he's got to sit in the pocket, he can throw a quick tom out there. If he needs to sling it raw, like <laughs> he's. You see all these different Patrick Mahomes. And then there's Jimmy Garoppolo, six of eight for 77 yards. He actually went not game time because this can't happen, but 94 minutes of actual time per pass attempt. And I understand there's commercial breaks and his defense is out there, but. That's in, that's incredible, that's incredible. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's pretty wild. Like we've seen low passing numbers from quarterbacks this year. We had Trevor Harris on last week, and he says, "Hey, that's just the way it is. Sometimes, you mean, offensive coordinators are are getting more creative, and um, they're not just going to sit on one thing anymore." There's no chance, and you four touch. I, I don't. Know. The game was over right the, from the beginning to me. Yeah, Packers. You, you can't suck. stop the run, and that, that's from that's from <laughs> Pop Warner football. And yeah. you know you win the game if you can run the ball. You win the game if you can stop the run, like stop the run, right? Like yeah. that, that's just normal for, and that goes all the way to football. And you, it was just a slaughterhouse run yeah. game. Like I couldn't. I, I had Mozart in my fantasy, so I'm I'm proud of him. You know, uh, <laughs> 159 yards after contact. Yeah, and just I touchdown after that's touchdown insane. after what? touchdown, and yeah, so. <laughs> that's a great OC game. That's easy. You didn't you didn't, you didn't give away any of your plays you put together it's case you know yeah think of that right san fran has all these trick plays they're known for that they didn't have to use any and now they got two weeks to prepare which always brings a interesting element i mean the cfl you don't really need that because you you're so familiar with everybody Mm -hmm. nfl the extra week always makes it uh, a little interesting so you got an early prediction or who cares (laughs) yeah i don't don't really have too much of a prediction um i was Ryan's disappointed with the Titans. I was disappointed with the Packers. I was I was rooting for the Packers. So I uh, I don't have any uh, love affairs with the guys that are in there right now. But uh, good luck to both. I, suppose. I always go I always go to the politics side of the game. Like <laughs> who do they want? Who's the best winner for everyone? And, and it's just got to be the Patrick Mahomes. Like Casey's yep. been building this for a couple years, and San Fran just came in hot, kind of ish late. They get a couple more years to grind it out. It's been 50 years. Come on, give I, them a I Super know, Bowl. but it's all what's what have you done for me lately, <laughs> right? Let's be real. Uh, <laughs> and they both won a lot of football games, so it'll be a good game. Right on, Ryan King, David Beard of your Edmonton Eskimos. Thanks for coming in tonight on uh, uh, mid-January day. But uh, like you say, it's gonna the football talk in Canada is gonna heat up pretty soon when it comes yeah. to CFL. So it'll be exciting. It's a great time of the year. Great time of the year. See you later, Campbell and for Wilkins on six thirty chat inside sports. Back to wrap in a moment. Final 
few moments of the show. Dave Campbell and Kareen Wilkins tonight. Some guests on Inside Sports get gift certificates to Northern Chicken, bringing down South Comfort Food to Edmonton with a creative take on Southern Classics spun with a modern twist. Yes, Ryan King and David Beard will be receiving gift certificates to Northern Chicken. We thank those gentlemen for coming in tonight. Yeah, heads up, Northern Chicken. They're on their way. <laughs> we might need to double up the gift certificates. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oiler fans, are you ready for Friday night? Edmonton Oilers are pleased to introduce the Friday Night Power Pack, which includes three Oilers games consisting of the same seat for all games in your pack. You will have the same pair of seats for all games in the package. February 21st against the Minnesota Wild, March 13th against the New York Islanders, and March 20th against the Tampa Bay Lightning. All Friday Night Power Packs also include a $20 parking credit to Ice District Central Parkade. Head to the 630 Chat contest page and, and, and enter to win your very own Friday Night Power Pack. The Friday night power packs are available to the public on January 31st at 10 a.m. at edmontonoilers.com slash tickets. For early access, fans can sign up for the pre-sale opportunity at edmontonoilers.com. Pre-sale sign-up closes on Tuesday, January 28th at 11.59 p.m. Mountain Time. So there you go, the uh, Friday night power pack. Come be a part of Stretch Drive. It will be cool. There will be a Stretch Drive. Absolutely. I am uh, totally, totally on board with that. Uh, NHL tonight, only two games. Earlier this afternoon on Martin Luther King Day, Colorado Avalanche, a 6-3 win over the Detroit Red Wings. Nathan McKinnon hits the 30-goal mark for the fourth straight season. End of the second in Minnesota, Florida 2-2 with the Wild. The Wild with 50 points. Uh, they're trying to climb up into the uh, playoff picture in the Western Conference. They win. They'll leapfrog the Nashville Predators with 52 points. Be uh, two points back of the Winnipeg Jets and Chicago Blackhawks, who have 54 points. Three points back of the Arizona Coyotes and the Vegas Golden Knights, who right now have the wild card spots. Oilers in second spot with 57 points. 26-18-5. and five. Josh Archibald on contributing as a secondary scorer. I think it's overdue. Uh, you know, we struggled at the start of the year, the depth scoring, so to be able to come out and, you know, help out and put some in the back of the net, it was a good feeling for everybody. So what's with the turnaround in 2020? You know, we got back to playing our game. Uh, you know, we were trying to do too much and uh, things weren't going our way and guys, you know, everybody kind of started getting down. So, you know, to be able to come back, just play simple, play our game and stick with what we do best, I think that's what's helping us win. Riley Shan, details matter to this group. Just in general, for our, our game, we, we got to be detail-oriented in order to win, and especially with the break coming up. You can kind of lose your focus and look forward to the couple days off we have. But um, I thought we did a good job in staying composed and uh, some good communication between periods and fixing things. And uh, all in all, I think it was a complete game. So the Oilers are off this week for the bye week. They'll be back at practice. Open practice on Monday afternoon down at the Ice Palace. This is really cool. Then there'll be an autograph session from uh, 6 until 8 p.m. And then the Oilers play their next game on January the 29th against the Calgary Flames at Rogers Place. So that's our next broadcast. 6 o'clock is the uh, face-off show extended edition. 8 o'clock is the drop of the puck. Uh, one Eskimo note today, Kendall Vickers, rookie a defensive tackle, 12 
defensive tackles, uh, two sacks, one forced fumble in his rookie year. He has been released to pursue NFL opportunities, which probably surprised some people being that, you know, he's a backup D tackle, but it shows you the NFL is looking for anybody and everybody. So Nick Usher is gone to the National Football League as well. Uh, that happened uh, That happened before Christmas, I believe, or before the New Year anyway. Um, so get to that time of year where you're going to see more signings in the CFL, maybe some signings in the NFL for, of CFL players, but it's going to get busy. The hockey season's busy, and it's just a nice time of year for sure. Uh, here on 6.30 Chet Inside Sports. Well, Kellen, night one is done of my guest hosting duties. Um, Great job. We'll see if I'm back tomorrow. No, I'm back. No, you're allowed back tomorrow. Oh, thank you. Thank Come you. back, please. Talk more Oilers. Talk about the Pacific Division playoff race. Don Metz is coming on the show. Ooh. Talk about the documentary that's going to air over the All-Star break. Whatever it takes. The story of Connor McDavid's major injury and the journey back. Very cool. Kellen Kennedy is a studio producer. I'm the producer of this show and your guest host this week. Thank you very much to my guest, David Beard, Ryan King of the Eskimos, Bob Stoffer, host of Oilers Now from noon until 2 on 630 Chad and analyst on the Oilers Radio Network. Have a great night. Adler is next. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.